Welcome to North Star Big Book. My name is Carly Israel and I am your host. My sobriety date is January 27th, 1999, and I created this podcast simply to share the message of the big book. It completely changed my life. It always changes my life, and I hope it can help change yours. Okay. Hello, everybody. I am so excited for today's recording. Will you please introduce yourself? I'm Joy, and I'm an alcoholic. And Carly, thank you so much for asking me to speak. It's such a such a blessing. Well, thank so, you for I, saying yes, Joy. And where are you calling in from? I'm calling from Boston, Massachusetts. I love. I, no one can see this, but I'm I'm air pumping my hands, raising the roof, which just shows my age because I was in Cambridge for a year sober and I love my Boston people. So when I hear your accents on on my Thursday night group, I love it. And for anyone that's listening, all are welcome to the Thursday night North Star Big Book meeting at seven o'clock Eastern. Um, So tell us what pages we are gonna be looking at. Well, actually Carly, I chose a paragraph um, out of my my favorite um chapter in the book uh from we agnostics however i will tell you something it is not from we agnostics which my sponsor and i just figured out today even though it's about the third step um and it's in one of the most important parts when we do step 10 which is 86 through 88 which is um see where religious people are right oh my god i'm so glad you chose that one because I need you to give me your love about that one because I always find that one to be so boring. So I oh want God. you to enlighten us. Before we even get there, tell me how, when did you get introduced to the book? And like, when did you start loving the book? Because when I got sober, I was not in love with the book. I was like, stay away from me with your work. I want nothing to do with it. Okay, well, my quick, my quick little sentence that I try to say at every single meeting when I share my story, which is, I didn't really hit my bottom until I was four and a half years into this program without a drink, at bunch of meetings, tons of friends, fellowship, 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 step one, step one. Um, and then when I lost the last thing in my life, I wasn't ready to let go of, I didn't, I realized there was literally nothing left. So I found a sponsor that out of nowhere, which probably is my first spiritual experience, um, in this program. Right. When you say out of nowhere, it's just like the same kind of thing when we're like, and for some reason, it's just the it's universe so- and God like hooking. But I'm so glad just to back it up for a second that you admitted honestly that you were in AA doing the do and miserable because that was me. I did what everyone said. Don't drink, go to meetings. Meetings makers make it. And I was at meetings and I had positions at meetings and I had a group of people but I wasn't fixing what was wrong within me. I was broken and blocked off. And I got sicker in the rooms doing nothing, being sober than I did out there. I would agree with you. If, if anything, my sickness was right in front. There was nothing at of all. Everyone. Myself. <laughs> yeah. It was fun. terrifying. And it's funny because out of nowhere, I was just listening to my sponsor who spoke on your, on your podcast. Yeah. Um, 
I had told a friend something I did not think I would ever share with anybody. And she was like, my sponsor's partner is looking for a sponsee. And it was the perfect time. And that was when I surrendered a hundred percent, turned it over to another person. I've never done that in my life. I get the chills right now. I'm, I you know that whole I'm, idea when the student is ready, the teacher appears, you were desperate enough and willing enough and you got lucky. Like you got lucky to be put with a woman that is armed with these tools and that can guide you through them. Yeah. And I will say though, I did keep coming. And had I not kept coming, I wouldn't have been able to find this sponsor. So it did take me the time that it took to get me to the actual awakening that I needed. But I had to keep coming. I couldn't say, mm, unmanageable, this isn't for me. Like right. I went away, realized my life was unmanageable, didn't even know what alcoholism was. And I came back from being away and still didn't. But so, if you were anything so, like I was, the reason why we kept coming is we had nowhere else to go. True. Like that's the truth. Like, you know, when yeah. I think about it, this is so I'm recording this now. We're just at the almost the end of 2020. It'll probably be posting a month later. But that that's my sobriety month in January. And I'll have God willing 22 years. And I got to tell you, Amazing. the only reason why I do is because I kept coming and doing the work even though I didn't want to, like, I never wanted to, I never wanted to do anything still. So like the good news news is you can have zero, zero desire to do the work, do the work and still get what you want. What's amazing about the work. And that's why I chose see where religious people are right is because number one, that in and of itself shows that I know how to have a moment of humility in my life, even if it takes under 10 seconds to say, because who am I to say what works for other people? Like, I you know, love that. And you know what that sentence you just said about who am I to say, that's ultimately what Abby said to Bill when they were arguing about God and your own concept of God, because Bill was like, I don't like God. I don't want this whole concept. And, And finally, Abby got frustrated and was like, choose whatever you want. So that saying you just said about who am I to say, that is like, that is the woman I want to be as a sober recovered woman. Um, My grandmother showed me that as buckets of grace when I remember telling her about something I was really scared to tell her. And she just said, who am I to judge you? It's the same concept. Like we are all on this path together. And whenever we get it, it, it is, it is what it is. And we get to respect each other and your story gives other people permission to do that. So we're on 87, correct? Yes. At the bottom. Okay. And as it's as if this is what I read every single morning, I either read it or I listen to someone else read it. And this is, I will report. This is my paragraph that I literally get so bored by. My sponsor, Sarah's like, it's so important. You need to read this paragraph and you're going to take us through it. So before you even do that, will you start with the, we usually conclude just to give a little bit of background and then we'll go to the paragraph you want. Yes. And there is one paragraph that aligns with it on page 49. Okay. Which one do you want to do first? So I'm going to just do start with page 49, because if I'm thinking about that, I'm ready if seeing where religious people are right and be quick to do it and not to wait my sponsor said do you want to get better or do you want to stay sick you do this you get it going and something my sponsor and I do is if we don't know what a word means we look it up we stop we circle it we look it up we write it down and basically um 
people that use something, they don't put it to rest. They keep going and they persist and they get to positivity and they fulfill a requirement that they believe an offer, which is readiness. Like we look yes. all this up because it, it helps us understand. So yes. on page 49 in We Agnostics, um, I'll read the paragraph before it. Instead of regarding ourselves as intelligent agents, spearheads of, guards of God's ever advancing creation, we agnostics and atheists choose to believe that our human intelligence was the last word, the alpha and the omega, the beginning and end of all. Rather vain of us, wasn't it? We who have traveled this dubious path beg you to lay aside prejudice, even against organized religion. All right, will you stop right we there? So on my, in my paragraph, I have prejudice equals to prejudge. And I, yeah. I, like you, was taught to also look up words. And I, I understood dubious, but I didn't know what it meant. What it meant, And I looked it up and it means uncertain outcome. And how appropriate is that when you're new or you're not new, but you've never done this work, the outcome for us is uncertain. We don't know that it's really going to work for us. I truly believed it was not going to work for me. So for me, traveling this uncertain path, the first 100 men and women are begging us to lay aside our prejudging against, and it says even against organized religion. And I'm guessing you're Jewish, right? I am. Yeah, so am I. So we got two Jewish girls reading a book that was written by completely non-Jewish people. And there's nothing in here that has ever made me feel like I don't belong because what it says over and over is you can believe whatever you want to believe. You know, what's amazing is today there's a line in the big book that basically we say, right, here I am, God is my creator. And we say that. And in Judaism, there's one word that says, here I am, God, and it's Hineni. It's four letters and it's a sentence. And my sponsor and I joke about it because we're like, one day we're going to get tattoos of that somewhere. And I'm like, I can't figure out where. So of course, <laughs> alcoholically, I'm going over, where can I do it? Right. So um, anyway, so inner forearm, inner forearm is a good place because you can see it. I, I've learned the hard way to not get them where I can't see my own tattoos. I like that. Perhaps I shall do that next time with the pandemic. You'll have over. to send me a, a picture. <laughs> yeah, that's funny you bring that up. Um, and I like that you, you know, dubious is a word that it's worth looking up. Um, let's see. People of faith have a logical idea of what Wait, life- go back a sentence. Oh. Um, I'm sorry, because it's really important. Go back a sentence. Oh, we have learned that whatever the human frailties of various faiths may be, those faiths have given purpose and direction to millions. So, so I underline purpose and direction because I had none of that when I got here. And I grew up in a, in a religious household. I went to like a miserable Sunday school, Hebrew school, three days a week. And I had no purpose and direction. And what I wrote on the side of the, the page is that the things that you're going to read right here, beginning with purpose and direction, are results of a spiritual life or a new mind. And, and what's so interesting is that, you know, I was easy to say well, all the things I didn't like about religion. But what this book is saying is, look, the reality is the majority of people, not the ones who are like bad apples and are doing horrible things, that are religious are happy and they have purpose and they have direction and how about you carly and i was like i have nothing yeah yeah so now people of faith. exactly exactly um people of faith have a logical idea of what life is all about actually we used to have no reasonable conception whatever 
We used to amuse ourselves by cynically dissecting spiritual beliefs and practices when we might have observed that many spiritually minded persons of all races, colors, and creeds were demonstrating a degree of stability, happiness, and usefulness, which we should have sought for ourselves. And that's what I try to do every day. And that's why I'm in this program. And that's why keep doing this over and over. I actually, here I am, you can't see me in this podcast, but I'm going through my old notes and my new notes. And and I'm just like, it's, there's so much, you know, there is so so much. much. And I don't know how they do it, Joy, but they keep adding new things to the book. And I underlined that last part about stability, happiness, and usefulness. And I wrote promise for spiritual people. You know, we have so much prejudice, which is prejudging. But the Mm. truth is, you know, when I got to the rooms, I remember thinking, what does everybody want from me? Why are they being so nice, especially the women? Women are not nice to other women. You must want my man, which I find to be hysterical because I say to new girls when they act like that, I'm like, look, your man who happens to be like a drug dealer who lives with his mom is not someone that any of us are interested in. And so I, I assure you, we do not want your man. And it took me a long time to get that other women were just there to lift me up because that's what someone did for them. But I didn't know that because yeah. how could I? No one had ever been like that to me. Yeah, yeah. We learn how to we learn how to live with people. Yeah, <laughs> not just not just ourselves, right? And the things that are said in our heads. And um, you know, something that this has really taught me is that um, people of faith are also persistent. If you believe in something and you choose to believe, I often talk about persistence. We, I often talk about faith, hope, and beliefs. And if I believe that I can do something, then I have faith that I can do it. So I have to make sure that my belief system is going to bring me to a place that I can have faith that it can get done. And that's what a lot of folks that are in um, any type of organized um whether you want to call it religion or something that joins them. Any practice, right? Exactly. Can We can do, you know, it's, it's the same thing as waking up and saying, I'm going to brush my teeth every day at three o'clock. Like, at least I have to work around that. And four other people I'm talking to, and I let me sponsor, no, and I talk this, and the, you know, staying connected around the same thing. It's, you got to, you know, we say fear, um, fear is overcome with faith, right? Um, resentments are overcome with forgiveness. And, um, I never knew I can tell you step six and seven. I, I spent so much time with my sponsees because step six, that little paragraph says to me, are you really willing? Like, are you really ready to change? Like, I can't tell you I'm your sponsor and I'm here to take you through this process so that you can pass it on and we can all stay connected and, you know, talk the same language, but I can't can't help you decide if you want to figure out what needs to change to keep you happy, content, and filled with the ability to move forward and help everyone around you because the seven step prayer, um, the third step prayer, the set aside prayer, all these prayers, like I have the opportunity to fill myself with things that I didn't even know that I could fill myself with because I was so blocked. I was so filled with with everything that I'm not anymore because I continue to do this work. If I hear myself speak these words over and over and over again, not only does it it reinforce that this is who I am, this is who I need to stay, but I get to hear myself in ways that builds 
my confidence and I don't need to feel better than my old self or less than like, I feel good when I'm being me, when I'm yes. doing this work. And especially when you're guiding other people through. And something that I was thinking when you were talking about that, that I'd never really realized, because I wrote down when you said about people of faith are persistent, I also wrote and consistent because like what we do in our program, right, is consistency. It's the same thing over and over and over. We don't talk about anything new. We're talking about the same thing because not just in our program, not just in religion or, or other organizations, um, in, in sports, in anything that you want to do that is a long-term goal, it's all about consistency. It's yeah. not about doing it perfect. It's not even about doing it well all the time. It's about showing up no matter what. You know, the people that get the goal that they want, they do the consistent work over and over and over. And also when life happens, not if it does, because the book promises it's going to, we'll also know what to do because we're doing a consistent thing over and over. And then our program kind of helps us through everything. If we don't have the consistency and the persistency, then we don't get on any of these things you're talking about. Totally. And you know, what's interesting is we agnostics, Agnostic means without knowledge, right? right? So ag without and then knowledge. And we together have no idea what happens when we come in. I'm like, what the heck's going on? And I run a beginner's meeting. It's been five years. My friend and I have been running it. And um, what, what night is it on? Wednesday nights at seven o'clock. And is it on I'm, Zoom? It is on Zoom and it will be back in person when we can. And we're going to Zoom and in person. We're talking about it. And um, will you will you send me the link so I can um, put it in our episode notes because I'm always looking for oh, new meetings to join because I'm actually lo- this is my favorite part of COVID is getting to go to meetings all over the world. Yeah, yeah. I went to a meeting in Israel yesterday, and Was it there, were, there were nine of us, and the speaker blew my mind. I have coffee with her on Thursday. We did the time difference. She's going to speak at this meeting. I'm going to show you something, Carly. Will you send me the link for that? Because I'm looking to go, oh my God, that's so cool. Yeah. This is the calendar for the next four months of speakers. Half of them are from LA, one's from London, Israel. We've got got our old fogies that come back. We've got like our beginners. They have to have nine months so they can actually, you know, show the. So it was just killer. When there is thorough honesty, there is, you come from the heart. And um, I cherish every embarrassment that I have with myself like my I have I have a rock star sponsee like she just she gets it my sponsor me her we like get all excited we've got like capes with our names on it and <laughs> this morning you know she's finished the step like I don't know months ago and and we still read every Sunday every morning she sends me the reflection gratitude list I mean she this is like stuff you need we, to get her on here oh you she'll, send she her- will she I practiced me this morning. Yeah. I so, love it. I love, yeah. are we going to go to 87 now? Yes, we absolutely can. So I will go backwards where you want me to start, where we usually conclude. Yeah. So okay. remember, this is in our morning time. This is and at some point I've meditated and I'm reading this because I need that persistency and consistency. So keep going. Okay. We usually conclude the period of meditation with a prayer that we be shown all through the day what our next step is to be that we'd be given whatever we need to take care of such problems. We ask especially for freedom from self-will and are careful to make 
no requests for ourselves only. Okay, can you pause for a second? When they they talk about self-will here, they're referring to the will that we were talking about in step three, which is what we turn our will and our lives over to the care of others. Will that we're referring to here is our thinking. And we're saying we want to align our thinking with God's, which is why they tell us what to do in the morning that we ask God to direct our thinking that when we don't know what to do, we don't just do the next right thing, which is what I thought you're supposed to do. We wait and we ask God to inspire us. And we say that we want to be free of thinking that's only about ourselves. And they tell us here that it becomes selfish if we don't do that. Yes. Go to your paragraph, uh, circumstances warrant. Circumstances were okay. Sorry, if circumstances weren't, we ask our wives or friends to join us in morning meditation. If we belong to a religious denomination which requires a definite morning devotion, we attend to that also. If not members of religious bodies, we sometimes select and memorize a few set prayers which emphasize the principles we have been discussing. There are many helpful books also. Suggestions about these may be obtained from one's priest, minister, or rabbi. Be quick to see where religious people are right. Make use of what they have to offer. So um, would you like me to continue reading? or I you want like you to tell me why this is your favorite part. Okay. This favorite part to me is because it sets me up for my day with a framework where I didn't have a framework before. And I can always restart my day. It could be 11.30 p.m. and I need to be asleep by 11.36. Like I can restart my day, bring my head to my pillow and feel like I can sleep because I did what I needed to do. My mind is open and I didn't know that I could do that. I didn't know that I could turn it around. I thought the spiral staircase was the only thing I could go up and down. And we can pause, um, you know, Um, hungry, angry, lonely, tired, everything we learn. Um, We have a frog in this beginner's meeting that we have uh, fully rely on God. It's a big thing in the California area. Um, And there's so much to take from from a part of a book that so many people ignore or are scared of, or, um, you know, I remember I was so jealous at the beginning because I was like, I wish I could feel like that, but you know what? I get to go fill my life with other things because that's crazy because those people are nuts because I don't want to hear about the steps or the big book or what are these things on the walls? Like this is easier. Like it is not easier to do the easy thing. It is actually easier to do the work that you see a result from. I have a pastime. I like to put um, furniture together. I order on Amazon, like end tables. And it's ridiculous. My husband's like, so I don't know if anybody needs one, but I'm like, I like to, I like to see, I'm not kidding. I can't even believe I'm admitting it, assembling things. Right. So I learned from doing the steps that I like to put things together and I like to see my work. And that's why seeing where religious people are right. It's such a big sentence because when we do something religiously, we get to stay in a place that we're okay. And When I'm not feeling okay, I'm afraid. When I live in fear, I live in every, I don't like to call them character defects, but every principle that I shouldn't be living by. And I actually learned 
from doing things the same way that having compassion was something I knew I could do all the time. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know what that meant. I was so I was so busy. I don't even know if it was selfishness, but I was so busy of thinking about myself because I felt like I was less than. And then I would have to think I was more than. And my sponsor taught me that ego is either less than or more than. So I have to stop thinking about myself. Like, So I what does it mean to, to you? What does having compassion mean to you? Having compassion to me means I actually get to pause, stop, listen, do whatever I can and not beat myself up when I can't. And try to not think about anything but where that person is coming from and if I can't then I realize it's not my place and I can only be there the way I can and that's the other thing is as an alcoholic I can't do everything I can only do what I can do and if I try that's that's really that really feels good I didn't try like I don't remember trying to do anything I don't know how I lived the way I lived and survived the way I survived I don't, you know, I don't know how certain situations I lived through, but, but I'm here and I feel like I'm here. I got the gift of this and it's my job. Yeah. This is my job. Like I am in this program because this is not something that like we putter around in and we, you know, we go a couple of times a week. Like this is something that it is, we say this, that this is a book to be studied. Like I, I, this is, this is a manual. This is how do I live life? How do I help others? So their life works well for me too, like I give a way to get it back because I know whatever I put out, people are going to receive that. And I don't want to. So how do you that. get that from that sentence? Cause I'm so interested. Where did, where along your path did you see that where religious people are right using what they offer that helped you get to this place? Okay. So the moment that sentence hit me was uh, there was a woman that I got to know very well. Um, and she played the piano at her church. Um, she, she did some stuff at her church on every Sunday. She had the same home group. She and her husband met in the program sober for 27 years, um, painted, was a teacher, totally and even like she said, joy, I'm not perfect all the time, but I try to do the best I, I can with what I got. She had everything that I wanted to be able able to have like I was never intimidated by her because her kindness and her compassion and her sensitivity mm-hmm. and her patience like patience I never knew what that was I have you know I've had sponsees that I have to stop like this is my program being I this is my higher power being like you got this sponsee so that you stop joy this is not about you this is about you not thinking about you because yes. this is about whatever you can bring and you're not going to bring anything if you're only thinking about you while you're trying to help someone else. Right. So, and it's why I also have the 10 step because otherwise I'll lose my mind while I'm sponsoring. But I exactly. love that this person was such an example to you because it's also, I have so many of those in my story and I, it's a reminder that we never know when we're that person to other people. We might never know the right. example we are to other people, but be very, very clear. Everyone is watching. And I always say that we're either an example of what we want to be like or what we don't want to be like. And if you are going to say that people don't judge, that's just, it's insane. We all judge. I look at someone and I think that's how I want to be. That's not how I want to be. And this is, I love, you helped me connect that so well. Thank you so much. What was her name? 
Oh God, I don't, I don't know. In case she listens, let's just call her Mary. Okay, we'll say right. Mary. Yeah, Mary, Mary, Mary. We we love her. She's amazing, and um, she is like a second sponsor to me. I would never tell my sponsor unless like she starts listening to that. <laughs> but no, but I mean, we have so many women in our lives, right? I always tell a sponsee, get a women's, go to a women's, you know, go to a women's meeting, big book meeting, twelve step meeting, home group go to a beginner's meeting and a speaker meeting because God forbid, you know, we all need to see how it happened. Like, I love what you brought up when Ebby and Bill were talking about, about the higher power and God and Bill's all mad at Ebby. And it's like, all right, chill, like, listen to my story. You know, yes. like people don't get that enough anymore because we have mushroomed all over the world. Like that's my favorite board in the whole book. And um, we mushroom inside the rooms and yeah. And, and that, can be, that can be wonderful or that can be dangerous depending on who is that example, right? Like who is, who is the person that, that everyone's watching? How can everybody work together? You know, as, as cheesy as it sounds, like I love, I love it. You know, I, I really love it. And um, the other thing that I love about um, this sentence is see where religious people are right. The first page where we open up the actual book, Alcoholics Anonymous, like right here, Carly. Yes. Basically the story of how many thousands of men and women have recovered from alcoholism. This is a story about alcoholism and it's something to be studied. And it's the same thing everyone did together. And it's the same thing they did. And that is something religiously. And that so, is why I introduced myself as a recovered alcoholic because it promises me over and over and over and over, this is a story of recovered alcoholics and they recover mm -hmm. from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. That's what we're recovering from. And I love that you're reminding us that this story needs to keep being passed on. But again, back to this, I mean, I, I wrote down on my page that I didn't even think there was any room to write it down on 87. What kind of example do you want to be? Because that's what I'm going to think of now whenever I think of that paragraph. I'm going to think of joy. And I'm going to think of fictional mm -hmm. Mary. And I'm going to think of what kind of example do I want to be? Yeah. You know, it's, it's I, I say to myself sometimes, like, be bold, be brave, and be you. And like being bold, like just take a step. It doesn't matter. Like we get to a point where I could be, I, I just got seven years in August. Okay. Yay! So for me, thank you. My husband did a month later. We are very lucky to be on this journey together. And I came into this program, didn't even know anything other than the fact that like something wasn't right with me and it had to do with something that I was doing, drinking, whatever. But I have to remember every single day, like my life is unmanageable if I blank. Yeah. I have, I am, I, I am powerless over blank. And the second I get away from the I and I get to the we, I get to be religious about something with other people. And, and that helps too. Like, I don't like standing by myself, you know, when I'm walking down the street, sometimes it's nice to say hi to someone, you know, and it's, it's nice to see there are other people walking around with me. And, um, that's and the, why you're joy. Thank you. Thank you. I try to be. And, thank you um, so much for this. I can't even tell you. Thank you. I'm so excited. I like, I too. feel like I get to look, see, this is why I love doing this. Cause now I get to look at that paragraph every morning. I get to think of you and what kind of example do I want to be? You know, Carly, I'll tell you something else. Like when I do the work with other people, it, I've never felt so in the moment. Like, that's the other thing that I, I've got from being in recovery, like not just staying sober, not drinking, but when in doubt, always go to a meeting. When in doubt, always say the third step prayer. When in doubt, 
read 86 through 88, no matter how long you've had. When in doubt, go back and look at your, um, your list of something that you can say to yourself, this is what I like about myself. Mm -hmm. So when I meet with a new sponsee, I say to them, tell me 10 things that you like about yourself in 20 minutes and see what comes out. And I'll tell you one thing, almost every woman I've sat with, not one of them said, I love it when I'm drunk, when? So what that says to me is those are the people that want to get better. And the ones that don't, I don't know them. And I, I pray for them. And I pray because that teaches me that I can turn it over to something else that can help someone else. And I can't do everything. I certainly can't do everything. Like, you know, faith, hope, and belief. Like, that's the whole thing is, you know, people have, I have a def- different definition from hope and faith. And I can't sit here and hope that my treadmill is going to help me get better. I have faith that if I get over there and I turn it on, it will work. And walk on it. Right. Unless it's broken, I have faith that it will work. If I sit here and I'm like, oh, wow, that could be really great if that happened. Because my belief is that I know exercise is going to be good. This is the program. Like, I know the program's right for me. I believe it will work for me. So I have to take action and have faith of work. That's the key. It's the action and it's a partnership, which is it, which it is in the whole book. It's a partnership. I have to do the work together. It's a, we of the partnership, me and God, me and you, me and the book, me and the steps. There's no, just, I can't just hope it. I love that. Thank you so much for being on here. Thank you. We are going to, we're going to stay connected. If you'd like to join us on Thursday nights for North star big book meeting, we would love to have you 7 PM Eastern. It's a Zoom meeting, and the information is in the episode notes. Have a great one. For any listeners who would like to get deeper insight into my story, I just released my memoir, Seconds and Inches. It was a dream of mine for decades to write my memoir. And while I do not believe in mixing money in AA, I just wanted to share with the world that I did this accomplishment, and it can be found wherever you normally purchase books, paperback, audio, or digital. I wish you an awesome day. Thank you.